The Angels traded for Gio Urshela last week, and so we're going to take a deep dive and ask some really important questions like where will he play, who's going to play alongside of him, and is there more trades on the way? And with that trade, what does it mean for some of the young guys on the roster? You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. We love five stars around here. And those watching on YouTube, let us know that you're here with a like, a comment, and make sure that you're subscribed to the show. And don't forget to click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Hey, if you're looking for great off-season Angels content, you came to the right place because this is Locked on Angels, where it's your team every day. You got lifelong fans here with you. The Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, we made a big move last week, and we were quite surprised that it went down. We traded a minor league pitcher for Gio Urshela, who can play third base, and actually he can play all over the infield, but his primary spot is third base. So you and I wanted to take this segment to do a deeper dive into the Gio Urshela trade, what it means for our Halos, and what it means for our infield going into 2023. Let's talk about that trade. All right. Well, first, he's 31 years old, so just one year older than me. And uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's got a 750 OPS, John. And so that was that was his career OPS. So he is a good hitter. And as you mentioned, he can play all over the field. He can play third. He's played some second base. He's played some short. He can play first base. There's been some talk. Maybe he goes to the out field in a couple of games. Here's actually the stats on him. He's played in 548 games Mm -hmm. and uh, that's how many games he's played at third base out of 582 career games. He had Hmm. 43 games at short, five at second and three at first base. So Hmm. obviously he's a third baseman, but he can play at other positions. There was a conversation about would he be the starting shortstop for us Mm -hmm. and there are some scouts that would say "Eh, he doesn't really look very good at short in fact our buddy friend of the show former host Brent McGuire said Urshela has rated poor defensively in consecutive years as a third baseman so the move to shortstop feels highly unlikely so Mm -hmm. when when we got this guy John this move was a move for depth this wasn't a move to have somebody come in and be the rock star, be the superstar, be the Carlos Correa. This is a move yes. for depth. Now, you've talked about this a couple of times on the show. In your GM episode, you you talked about depth. You would go towards a Brandon Drury. Mm-hmm. That's what this move was for Perry. This was yeah, his Brandon 100%. Drury move, right? And so this guy's going to play all over. In fact, on Monday, we read a, a great article from Jeff Fletcher of the OC Register, and he interviewed Gio. And Gio said, I'm ready to play anywhere. I got a glove that can play anywhere. And so he said, if I'm in the infield, I'm playing there. If I'm in the outfield, I'm playing there. Perry actually said the same thing. He said he's going to be a starter and he's going to play every day and he's going to play multiple positions. So, John, if you had to bring out your John Watson crystal ball here and you had to predict the future, tell us where you think that Geo fits in this lineup defensively. When Tony two months goes down with an injury, <laughs> uh, inevitably. That one got we'll me. See, we'll, see, uh, we'll see Gio probably play a lot of third. No, but in all seriousness, 
there is a spot for him every day yeah. in the lineup because he can play those four positions. I understand he's built for third base. And yes, we will likely see him play a lot of third base if Anthony Rendon needs some days off during the week. Sure. I could see that happening Sure, you know, every five, six days for Rendon getting a day off just because they want to get longevity out of Rendon. They want to get him healthy and they want to keep him healthy. And third base is a demanding position. But we know that Rendon plays that superbly. He is incredible over at third base. Even when he's slumping on offense, yeah. he'll make an amazing play at third and get the guy out at first or catch a pop-up way out of foul territory, something like that. So Rendon's value is, a lot of it is in his defense. Right. Having said that, Gio can step in there. You might play him at shortstop. I know that he's not great at shortstop defensively. Second base, he's only played a few starts. That was very early on in his career. And at third base, I was surprised, or sorry, first base, I was surprised he only had three starts at first. But out of those positions, I think that first can go well for him. If you're used to playing third base, most guys who have been a third baseman in their career can transition over to first base. But you're right, this, this solves the Brandon Drury conundrum that I brought up on my GM episode because I wanted somebody who can play all over the infield, possibly even go to the outfield if you have to. And the reason for that is because there will be an open position probably every day of the week with the Angels. You could have Fletcher in at shortstop and Urshela at second and Walsh at first, Rendon at third. You could give Walsh the day off at first base and put Urshela there. Maybe you're playing the matchups. Maybe you're playing the lefty-lefty matchup there because Walsh has struggled against lefties, so you move Geo into his spot defensively and take Walsh out of the lineup for the day. He plays. He plays everywhere. And not to say that his primary position is going to be shortstop. It's not solving the shortstop problem. In fact, as we continue the offseason, it feels more likely the Angels are going to make a move in that direction just because they've been so aggressive so far. And you've seen their name attached to a lot of people. But I really like this move from Perry Manassian. Yes, Gio has one year left. Yes, we traded a single-A pitcher to get Gio Urshela. But man, I'm thrilled with this move. I think it makes sense. I know that the infield positioning might be a little confusing. But again, one guy's going to have a day off somewhere in the infield, and Gio is going to play there. And if you have a, a healthy rotation of going around the diamond for Gio Urshela, that kind of gives everybody in the infield a day off because we know Fletcher's had his injuries too. Mm-hmm. Walsh is coming back from an injury. Anthony Rendon, of course, is, is injury prone. So all of that to say, I like this move a lot. It feels good. I, I feel like we have that utility guy that can go all over the field. Yeah, and I think that this move obviously is for depth, but I think this move is also an offensive move, right? You mm-hmm. put Geo wherever you put Geo. Let's say he's filling in at third base or he's playing short or he's playing second. Maybe he's at first. I think that what they want is a zero defender, meaning they want somebody mm-hmm. who's an average defender who's not going to make a bunch of errors and a bunch of mistakes, probably mm-hmm. not going to make a bunch of great plays like a squid or somebody else mm-hmm. out there, but is going to come out and he's going to fil- field his position in a really really good way and and again not make any mistakes and that's Gio Urshela that's who Mm -hmm. he is and he brings a bat to this lineup which brings my second question Johnny where do you think he fits in this starting lineup offensively yeah I think that you can extend this lineup we all know the four through nine or I should say the five through nine because the one through four was the strongest part 
of the Angels order last season because you had Shohei and Trout and Taylor Ward, and they were some combination of one through four in there somewhere. You might have Brenhifo leading off or something like that. But you extend the lineup in terms of good bats, good contact with Urshela, and you might even put him number two and mm. have him kind of in front of some of those guys like Shohei and Trout and see what happens there. But yeah, it's a good bat. I, I think that he is a positive contribution to the offense. Certainly not Squid. Certainly not Fletcher at times because Fletcher can struggle yeah. and pop out. So I think you get a more consistent bat in Gio Rochella. So I would I would peg him to be either number two. Maybe he could come down to five or six every now and then. But mm. really, it extends this batting order a whole lot. So I'm excited to see him in this lineup. I, I think that I agree with you. I think I would want to see him either at the very tippy top of the lineup where he can get on base for some of the big bats, but I'd also like to see what he would do in the bottom middle part of this lineup. Mm-hmm. Like five, six, seven would be a, a yeah. really great slot for him, knocking in some runs, continuing the momentum of what Trout and Otani have already started in an inning. I think that he could be a bat that can move around, kind of like Fletcher. He can be a bat that can kind of move around and is going to be a really great benefit to our team. So love having Gio on the team, love this trade, and love that we have somebody that brings depth and brings some offense, but also can play all over the field. And that's what this team really needs, is not somebody who's stuck at one position, but somebody that can fill in when the inevitable in- injury does come up. How about Perry making moves this early in the offseason? We love to see it, and we're happy to have Gio Urshela as part of the Halos for 2023. <laughs> Coming up on Locked On Angels, is getting a big name shortstop actually necessary, Johnny? Or is Zach Neto closer than we think? We're going to talk about that, but first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. Of course, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer to esports. They've got you covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which we know you do because you're here, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And for your second listen, hop on over to Locked On Sports today. They have the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports. You can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with Locked On's local experts and insights. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, the Angels traded for Gio Urshela, and they traded away somebody who was pretty prominent in the minor leagues. Maybe you haven't heard of him, so we want to talk a little bit about this pitcher. So, Johnny, introduce us to Alejandro Hidalgo. Alejandro Hidalgo was a right-handed pitcher, starting pitcher in single A. He's six foot one. 19 years old, 22nd ranked player in the Halos organization. He was projected to show up about 2025, so still had some years ahead of him. Still very young, 19 years old. His uh, fastball sat about 91, 93 miles per hour. He's got an average changeup, and the word is, is that he needed some work on his slider. But I think what's significant about this trade, Mike, 
is the fact, and this is something you and I have been spouting all season long, when the Angels need to make a move for a Gio Urshela type, they now have the collateral because of how many arms they drafted in 2021. Arms are always going to be a hot commodity. People always need arms in their organization. And the Twins look at this as, hey, we got one year left on Gio's deal and Hidalgo's not going to be ready for another three years. Let's pull the trigger on this. And they have a third baseman coming up in the twin system that was kind of blocked by Gio. So this makes sense all the way around. And it's great that the Angels seem to have a place of where they can trade from. They can trade from this abundance of pitching that they have. We all know the best pitchers are pretty much in double A with the trash pandas right now, especially the ones we've been excited about all season long. But like you and I have said many times, it's great that the Angels are able to trade from this abundance of pitching. And that's what gets me excited about what Perry Manassian is doing. He realizes what he has on his hands and made a necessary move to get somebody like Urshela for that depth so that he can step in where there is need. And in a position where we maybe need a little bit more offense, maybe second base needs a better bat there, and that way you can keep Walsh and Rendon and whoever's playing shortstop in their position or any of those positions. And like I said, if Walsh gets hurt, if he's not ready, if Rendon's hurt again, Urshela can step in. So to me, this makes a lot of sense. We have a lot of pitchers that we're very excited about. Yes, Hidalgo was pretty high up there in the Angels organization, but you can't use him this year. You got to use him in three years. And we need these win now type of moves. What do you think about this trade? I love this trade because we traded potential for performance. And the Mm, Angels have mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with a lot of guys who have a lot of potential, but there hasn't (laughs) been a performance factor that has equaled that potential. You and I did an episode not too long ago where we talked about former owners, and then we talked about Artie Moreno and where he went wrong. And we we Mm -hmm. talked about how when Tony Regans was the GM, he fired Eddie Bain, and we looked at Eddie Mm -hmm. Bain's draft in 2009, and that's the Mike Trout draft. And he drafted Mm -hmm. a bunch of guys in the first and second round that ended up becoming pretty significant Major League Baseball players, which is unique, which is not the, the norm, right? That's an anomaly. And so trading away a Hidalgo, who's the 22nd ranked prospect, 19 years old, he's a pitcher, is a great move because the Angels drafted 20 pitchers and signed 19 of them two drafts mm-hmm. ago, right? So mm-hmm. maybe the the first four guys that we drafted are going to turn out great, right? Chase Silseth was a part of those first four guys. The rest are probably going to be in the minor leagues for a really long time. Maybe one or two mm-hmm. might pop. We hope that Hidalgo doesn't pop now because we, we traded him away. But, <laughs> but uh, we can worry about that in three right, years. Right, right. We fine. don't have to worry about that, right? But maybe one of those guys pop, but the likelihood of one of those guys like hitting it is, is slim to none, which is why I mm-hmm. love this move for the Halos because we got a bat, we got depth, we got a guy who can really help our offense, we got a, a, a team player that's going to play anywhere on the diamond, and we're not just allowing these guys who are in the minor leagues to just sit there. Now, if we're a successful team and we've been winning like the Dodgers have been winning, then then 
this trade maybe would not make so much sense because you want some of these young guys to come up and to develop. You see the Dodgers with like Julio Urias and some of their young guys, man, they just keep this factory of young players coming out of their system. But that comes with good scouting. It comes with good leaders. It comes with good reports, all of those things, good mm-hmm. development. For the Angels, they're, they're moving in that direction. But I think right now, these are the decisions that Perry Manassian needs to make so that our team is good, not just this year, but in the next few years, and that we actually start to be a team that is competitive, that's battling for not just a wild card spot, but the AL West, because obviously we want to get to the playoffs. So I, I really love this move. This is a, we traded potential for performance, and I think it was a genius move by Perry Manassian. Ooh, bookmark that phrase, potential for performance. Tweet it. I love that. If Twitter's Still, if Twitter's still there, tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about this, Mike, is this is the kind of move that gives me confidence in Perry Manassian because, like I said, he traded out of an abundance of arms. And it's not for, no offense, it's not for a Matt Duffy type. Yeah, right. It's not for the, the, the guys who've been stepping in and getting stepped on by our opponents like uh, Jack Mayfield sure. or uh, sure. <laughs> Phil Gosselin. Like, Geo is somebody who can help you win. Yep. Geo is somebody that adds a ton to your offense. Yeah. And really, it's a net positive any way you look at it because look at what has been there. I think poor Phil Gosselin had a negative weighted runs created plus with us <laughs> last yeah. season. Yeah. And he had a great 21 with us. He was a nice fill-in. But, yeah, I, I really appreciate the moves that Perry Manassian has been making and he's working rather quickly this offseason. As the Angels work really fast this offseason, kind of leading the charge, leading the way in making all of these moves, we, we've had some questions of our own, and we've had some questions that you, as the listeners and watchers of Lockdown Angels, have asked us. And so we wanted to bring those three questions to the conversation today. The first question, Johnny, why don't you answer this one first? Will the Halos get a shortstop, like a big name shortstop? All of those big names mm-hmm. are out there. We've talked about them ad nauseum. Or is Zach Neto, our number one draft pick last year, is he closer to the major leagues than we think? What do you think? Yeah, that's a great question, and I've seen that come up a couple of times from our listeners and on social media, at Locked on Angels, at Super Halo Bros. And I think it's a great question because we want some direction in terms of where the Angels are going in the next few years. And here's what I think off the top of my head. I think the Angels, surprisingly, are making a play to get good in 2023 because we were very concerned that none of this was going to happen this offseason. In fact, I think it was Sam Blum of The Athletic who made the prediction during the predictions from all 30 teams. Each beat writer made a prediction and he said the Angels will probably cut payroll from 180 down to like 150. Mm. And, you know, the beginning of this offseason, I would have said, yeah, he's probably <laughs> and right. All of, our, all of our hearts stopped and we needed to be rejuvenated. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah but that. then they go out and get they get Tyler Anderson on a really great deal. Look, yeah. even if he's $13 million, that's pretty good for a number three. Oh, even if absolutely. he's not who he was last season, he's not going to regress down to a number six in our case because we have a six-man. But getting back to the shortstop question, I think the Angels are going to try to make a play for one of the four big shortstops. There's a lot of talk 
that Perry likes Dansby because he comes from Atlanta. That's where Perry used to be. Trey Turner has been linked to the Angels because of Jim Bowden making that prediction. And you really don't know where his insight comes from. Maybe he's just, you know, spouting off at the mouth. And then you got Carlos Correa, who is good buddies with Gio Urshela. And apparently his grandma is a huge Otani fan. <laughs> takes Christmas photos and angel gear. Wow. But listen, when it comes to getting a big shortstop, I think the angels are going to try. And if it doesn't work out, then yes, we will see that revolving door of who we have. Fletcher, Renjifo, Squid, Urshela, maybe even Levon Soto is part of this team. But when it comes to like Zach Neto, I don't think he's closer than we think. I think he's right where he needs to be. Yeah. And... Typically, when you have a guy listed and playing shortstop in the minor leagues, it's very possible that they move to the second base position. So if we're worried about signing somebody uh, on a deal that's five, six years, and we're like, well, what about Soto? What about Neto? Those guys will make the adjustment over to second base, in my opinion. And because they're still minor leaguers, they still have time to do that. They still have time to make that adjustment. So I'm not worried about anybody getting blocked. I think that whatever happens at shortstop won't affect who we have coming up the pipe from the minor leagues in terms of Neto and Soto. And I do think the Angels will try to make a play for one of those big four shortstops that we've talked about. Bogarts, Correa, Turner, Dansby, those guys. Going to another question, and this one's for you, Mike. Yeah. Will the Halos get a left fielder? Or will they give Joe Adele his, possibly, final shot to figure it out this season? And what about Mickey Moniak? Will those two be the left fielder combination? Or are the Angels going to go out and get somebody for left field? I think that it's going to be really, really important for us to not get stuck on who's a free agent right now mm-hmm. because Perry has shown us that he is going to get really creative in the moves that he's going to make. And so I have a a, a prediction. I think that Ooh. we're going to see the shortstop position filled via trade. Okay. And what that means then is that we're going to see the left field position either filled via trade or if the trade for the shortstop position is a costly one, then we'll see Joe Adele in that role. But I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to make a Joe Adele decision until maybe the start of spring training when they say, okay, our roster is pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Joe Adele and Mickey Moniak can do. But I think that we're going to see, especially during the, the winter meetings, we're going to see the Angels involved in a lot of different conversations. And my expectation is that there's going to be a trade either for a shortstop or an infielder, middle infielder, or a left fielder, and it's going to be somebody that we're going to be really excited about that we weren't paying attention to, and we're going to go, I really like this move because it Mm -hmm. helps us defensively, it helps us offensively, and so I don't think a decision is going to be made on Joe Adele or Mickey Moniak until the very last minute, and so Hmm. I think we will find ourselves with a new left fielder, and, and then if there isn't a move there, or if they make a move and it doesn't necessarily affect left field, then we'll hear Phil Nevin start coming out and saying, we, we know he's a young guy. We really want to see Joe be successful. And <laughs> you're going to see the positive talk come from that. And yeah. the trade for Mickey Moniak, I know that it wasn't a trade like we needed this guy. Let's try to grab him. But I think that the trade for Mickey there was something there that the Angels saw. And so I think that what we have in these two guys, at least, is some outfield depth. They Mm -hmm. can fill in. They got a 
well, Joe does have a pretty pretty strong bat. Mickey's still kind of, there's a question mark around him. So I think that a trade will probably fill those pieces. Now, for the third question that has been thrown at us and we've been asking, John, is will the Halos move some pieces around? Like, do mm-hmm. you expect Walshy to be in left field some this next season? Do you expect Anthony Rendon to be at first base some this next season? Or is that just too crazy? <laughs> well, that's just crazy. <laughs> hey, you know what? If if these guys have the ability to move around the field, then yes. I think if you need to move somebody out of necessity or if you need to get a bat in there an extra day and you got to move them over to first base like Rendon or maybe move Walsh out to the left field position. Really, he's only played left field in that All-Star game last season. He's actually been in right field more because when Pujols was here, uh, Jared Walsh was in right field. That's so right. Yep. To, to move to left field would be an interesting move. But all of that to say, if these guys have the ability to do it, then I think you do it when it's necessary. So I think we will see some creativity around the outfield and the infield on defense. And that's not to say these guys can go without consistency. Like they need to know where they're playing. They need to know that they're playing there every day or most days during a, during a week or during a series, but if you can move somebody around like Jared Walsh, like Gio Urshela, if you need to give Rendon an easier time than third base, move him over to first. I think that these guys, they're athletes. They're more than capable of moving around the field. Again, you want to give them consistent time at their best positions, but sometimes a need comes up, and if these guys have the ability to be flexible if they can all be Chris Taylor and Jeff McNeil types, <laughs> right. we have some of those on our team. That's just better for us at the end of the day. So I expect that we'll see some movement. We'll see some guys move around the field and the infield. It's going to make for an interesting season. But all that to say, I don't think the Angels are done yet. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this offseason. Well, it's great content like this, Jonathan, that people join us on Locked on Angels and make Locked on Angels their first listen of the day. Now, for your next listen, check out our friends on the Locked on Sports Today podcast. They share some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. And they're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you can get at us on Twitter at Locked On Angels. Yes, all is well on Twitter, so make sure you follow us over there. We're still alive. And you can get us at Super Halo Bros as well. That's the best way to reach Mike and myself. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, the key word for the last few years for the Angels has been injury. Mm. John, say it with me. Injury. I don't want to. <laughs> You're not going to say it with no. me. And so we actually are thinking about some of those injured players who are, according to Perry, are healthy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about three players that we think have the potential to make the greatest impact in 2023. That's tomorrow on Locked On Angels. We hope that you'll join us for that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for today's episode, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.